we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to see Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravoed podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. This is your favorite co-host with my host host. Come on. You got to go. Oh, Eddie Estrada. You didn't say your name. Oh. You were supposed to say your name. <laughs> okay, y'all. Matthew. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I I was waiting for you to come in but you're right i didn't say my name so hold on no no, no. let's go back again i got it i got it i got it okay are you ready hello everyone and welcome back to the hot and bravo podcast part of the buttered pop network this is your favorite co-host matthew mcfarland with my host host eddie estrada there we go wow sorry y'all that was my first time out and um i clearly was not ready to take the reins matthew literally before we started this podcast was like uh what if i did the intro today how would that be and i was like honestly i'd love that I always did the intro. I totally fucked it up. And you fucked it up. Yeah, I was like, what is wrong with you? You're stroking out. And you're like, no, 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 sir. You stroked out. I I take my cues as I know. I was waiting for my cue. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. I'm I'm a professional here. I forgot the most important part. I'm the Maria Menudos of this podcast. Uh, Okay. Well, I'm the... (laughs) <laughs> I'm the Matt Lauer. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm kidding, no. I'm kidding. We've been watching Morning Show. Yeah, that's why. No, I made that joke because we've been watching the you Morning are not, Show. You are not I'm Matt Lauer. the last thing from Please Matt do Lauer. never no. say that again. You're the Jane Aniston and I'm the... I'm Chip, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, la- I'm glad that you put me as Alex Levy. Well, because I know how much you love her, both Alex Levy and Jen Ann. So I but, wanted to and give I, you. And as much as I would love to be a Bradley Jackson, I do feel like in the no, situation. No, I'm the Bradley Jackson if... if if we're going to You are hairs. no Bradley Jackson. No, but between the two of us, I am. You're too chicken shit to be a Bradley Jackson. <laughs> I'm very calm, cool, collected, and toit, toit, toit. Yes. I'm upset that there was no New York this week. And I didn't know this until just before uh, Tuesday night. You know who didn't? You, t- you know who didn't know that there was a new New York this week? Who? Tommy Lauren. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That post if y'all again. didn't see tommy lauren tammy lauren tammy no, whatever. tommy t-o-m-i tommy no i was trying to be mean because we oh, don't like her yes okay great okay she posted a photo with her and ebony and she was like in honor of roni tonight and then tagged ebony and them all in fox news which is so opportunistic and so gross and she's clearly not watching because if she was watching she would know that there was no new york this week she's just trying to be a fisher and i just if I didn't have enough reason to dislike her profusely, that uh, that was the nail in the coffin. I I can't. I absolutely can't. But I was upset there was no New York. I'll live with it. It makes our job a little easier this week. Yeah, it's a shorter episode. This I missed week. it very much. Well, we'll see. We'll see how much we talk. I mean, we have that long intro that you messed up. So who knows how long this okay. episode is going to be? All right. Well, I mean, the meat of the week is definitely in Beverly Hills. Keeping it one hundred. Anyone else get that? Because if you've seen Shaw's this week, you know what I'm talking about. Should we start with Shaw's? Let's start with Shaw's because okay. I'm absolutely done with you already on this podcast. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I well, I won't do the intro ever again. No, I want you to do it again because I want you to do it right. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, let me start by saying 
y'all, these face rollers. Okay, the face dildos. Let's call them what they are. Okay. Well, no, they're, they, they're very skinny, so I don't know. And they're full of holes, so let's <laughs> <laughs> not. They don't do anything. They are a great marketing fraud. That, From Nurse Jamie. Yes. They don't do anything to your skin, to anything Perhaps the, the, the tactile feeling on your skin, on your face is soothing. You, is soothing, but they don't do anything. So Reza, Sutton, all of y'all just rubbing your faces left and right. Like, calm down, please. I was honestly shocked to see that, like, how much they were promoting Nurse Jamie on this episode. I have to say that it did make me go to her website and see what she has to I offer. I did want to go and just take a peek. I, the branding is great. Branding is I huge. I mean, I'm looking at great. I'm looking at RF facials, radio facials. I'm looking at you know things that I don't need. I I'm 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 young and supple, but oh, oh, oh my god, what supple? Why would you do that? Why would you use that word? Because it's I do not like that word. Have we not? Okay, have I not oh, no, no, been no. saying it's for mo- it's moist, supple breast and t- uh, tender? No. Yes, tender is it? Yeah. There's one more. There's one more, and I even can't think of it's it. It's right moist, supple, breast, tender are your, your moist, supple, tender breasts. Yes, are the words that you can't say. So I'm sorry for saying supple, but Ooh, God, literally chill up my spine. But my, I, my, <laughs> I was having a little bit of like a breakdown this week, and I kept looking a at myself bit in the mirror. Breakdown. Okay, calm down. No, I'm just saying, you know, we want to just be honest with the audience. Okay, so I had a major meltdown this weekend. Great, this week. Uh huh. And As we all do from time to time, yeah, we're human. It's yeah. totally fine. Post pandemic, it happens. And I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I started googling Nurse Jamie <laughs> procedures. And I was like, I, because when I was younger, I did some bed tanning, and I feel like I screwed up the collagen in my face, and I need to get it fixed. Oh, I mean, you're a good-looking guy. Your skin is fine. I understand where you're coming from, and looking to kind of reverse maybe some of the damages from that bad habit before totally fine. But I think you just were extra, you were just extra amped this week. Okay. I think you just, you were feeling a lot of feelings and I just want to let you know that like you're okay. Okay. Well, thank you because I was definitely stressed. You're welcome. You know, who's not okay. Paulina. Paulina. It, let me to quote her. It happened like 10 times. Okay. So we need to talk about this. So Paulina and Destiny are like BFFs, which I kind of low-key love because I feel like they are a really good pair Paulina together. Paulina needs a Destiny in her life to no. tell and her Destiny's what's what. Destiny is the best. Like, I, I know people don't like Destiny online. Like, people are saying that they don't like her. I love her. She's keeping it... Again, I can't... Wahandereda. And she's being... She's the only one being fully, truly honest because, you know, between her and Reza and Gigi, she's the one with the least amount of baggage. Yes. With Mike, so she can be the most upfront and most yes. honest. And she's right. Paulina should not have to deal with any of this bullshit. And I... I you know, I think we've talked about this before, but I just drew so many parallels between Mike and Jax Taylor this week. Wow. Yeah. Right? Too many. Wow, 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 wow. Mike trying to play the victim, trying to play like he's oblivious, doesn't know what people are talking about, why are people talking about his relationship, like he's done nothing wrong. It just felt very gaslighty in the Jax Taylor fashion, and I'm not here for it. You know, and that's the thing, and we'll get into this more at the end of this recap of Shaw's, but 
I do feel bad for Paulina because I feel like I've been in a situation and I feel like you might've been in a situation as well where like a lot of harm comes to you. A lot of lies come to you and you still keep your head in the sand and you're like, they'll get better. It was only 10 times, but they're working to be their I best self. I completely understand. Absolutely. You're so right. Being in a relationship and having put With someone so- that you think you love and that ha- you feel like they yes, love you back. and putting so much time and energy and effort. And because of all that investment, you feel like you need to you stay. You need to stay. Yeah. What was the point of all of that work? Exactly. But I'm here to tell you, as someone who's on the other side of it, as are you, that- some people are just not meant to be. And these things that occur in a relationship are sometimes cues from the universe to, to get out. Yes. And Paulina, you're great. I think you have enough personality that they'll keep you on the show. No, especially Oliver drinking this episode. I was like, this girl is going to be and good. And as we pointed out before, she is a doppelganger to Miss Stephanie Germanata. Stephanie Germanata, AKA so, Lady Gaga. Lady, you know, Stephanie Persian, Persian, Persian Gaga. Mama. So we, <laughs> Thank you for using my joke. Well, you know, I'm trying to help you out. But I I pray for Paulina. We'll get more into it in a second when we reach the end of the episode, but I just feel really bad for her. I uh, thought that Mike and Nima getting a pedicure was cute. Nima Toes, I, I brought this up to you, but I thought Nima Toes would be a hilarious spa name if Nima ever wanted to open up like a male spa. Okay, I got to say, I want to be on Wiki Feet. That's disgusting. I want to know what my feet are rated. I think that's a, I, I, okay. To be fair, I'll give you credit that yes, lately in the last week or two from multiple <laughs> sources, the yeah, deep dive, the deep from- dive with June, Diane, Raphael and uh, Jessica St. Clair, you know, to Shaw's, I think just Wiki on the feet news. has been brought Wiki up a feet lot. Has been brought up a lot. So I, I understand why it's on your mind. I think that you're okay. No, I want... No, I, no, no, no. I think you're really fine. I think you should let this go. Do you... Why? Because I have bad feet? No, your feet are great. I just think that that's, this is low-hanging fruit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm down to pick all the low-hanging fruit I can because also, you know me. Also, and I think I brought this up to you, but why does Reza remind me of Cody Rigsby, Peloton instructors for Extraordinaire? You know what I'm saying? They have this energy. And this, th- okay, they think but they you share hate same- Reza and you love Cody. So what's the deal? No, I'm, I'm sort of medium on Reza. I love Cody. I'm medium on Reza. There's an energy and their facial features. I think their nose. I think it's the nose. They have very sharp noses. Okay. I don't know. I just thought I should Our bring it up. Our listeners who are Pelotoners, who know Cody Rigsby as we do, are going to be like, what the hell? No, I think they're going to see what I'm talking about and we're going to get comments. Okay. Well, maybe we need to make a meme about it on our Instagram. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> we got to figure it out. Okay. This Halloween party. I love a good Halloween party. And I love that multiple of our shows had Halloween parties this week. Cause not only did Shaw's, but family karma had a Halloween yeah, party. Yeah, I appreciate like, you know, Beverly Hills in New York are syncing up in terms of um, election. Yeah. And then we have family karma and Shaw's, Shaw's lining up in terms of Halloween. I appreciate the synchronicity of every schedule that we've got going on. No, I agree. I love Halloween and I'm going to talk about this more on family karma, but it's probably one of the, okay. So it goes my birthday. Oh my God. Oh my God. I want to die. Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, St. Patrick's day, What? 
Valentine's Day. So where's Thanksgiving in there? Uh, yeah. Well, no, you know, I mm, Thanksgiving's not my favorite. Okay. Uh, as I discussed last episode, I I've had food issues my entire life, and I oh, really don't. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Yes. Of course. It's I, it's a way pressure. to throw me under the bus with that one though. <laughs> <laughs> way to just. Okay, Regina George. Yeah, I'm stuck in front now. of the bus. Like I, I might as well just put drop the mic now and walk off. I'm gonna get canceled. I really, I really don't like Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving I because completely I completely understand. I like Thanksgiving because I get to see all of my family. Because I do two Thanksgivings. I do it with my mom's side of the family, and then I do it with my dad's side of the family. They're not divorced. We're they're everyone's together, but we just have two big parties because my grandma throws an amazing Thanksgiving with all my white family, and then my dad's <laughs> family. My uncle usually throws it with all my Mexican family. Two completely different celebrations, both so much fun. I love going to both of them. And it's so nice to see everyone, but I hate how much I have to eat. That's fair. I understand. No, I, I get that. Because it's makes sense so to me. much food. No, I under, I completely understand. And uh, as someone who I try not to eat as much, you know, gluten, dairy, and meat nowadays, just because I just feel better without it. Because you moved and back to California from New York and you're like, I got to. No, I mean, okay, yes and no. But that's all that Thanksgiving is, is gluten and meat and dairy. So I, I understand where you're coming from. But Halloween, I love Halloween. Don't get me wrong. It's never been in the top for me. Christmas is always my favorite because it really is about family, friends, good tidings. It's really about bringing people together and. Come bring us a figgy pudding. Come bring us a figgy pudding. (laughs) No? No, that's correct. I just, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. The reason I love Halloween, and I'm just going to say it here and now, is I go all out for my costumes. I see I don't and I think that's the I think that's why if I went all out I would appreciate it more oh I I will go I get too stressed out I go balls to the wall with Halloween and I think it's be I think it was instilled in me because my grandma and I know we're getting off topic right now guys but like I know Halloween we're good okay so keep it going my grandma ever since I was a kid I've never I'm just gonna say it right here and put it out into the world I've never had a store-bought costume which is amazing. My grandmother sewed all of my costumes as a child. Every other costume. I've gone to Michael's myself. I've gone to Joanne's. I will like hot glue and sew and get things together. And I will make my own costumes every year. That's amazing. I take things from what I have. I go to Goodwill. I do the whole thing. I will never do a store-bought costume. I make all my costumes Well, myself. and that makes sense to why you enjoy the holiday so much more. You put so much personal investment into your yes. creation. yes. I think that's probably why I have not. When and I, I think look back amazing. on my Halloween experiences, I was a Red Power Ranger. I was Cat in the Hat. I was SpongeBob. And then it died out for me. Also because I didn't have that many friends in, in that in that sweet spot where you're going out and trick-or-treating. I didn't have the true blue friends that I ended up having in high school and college. So I always got very anxious around Halloween as well. Okay. See, well, also the thing I love about Halloween is like, I have a brother and a sister, and so my grandma used to make, like, we'd have group costumes for me, my brother, and my sister. Okay. So, like, one year, I was Pinocchio, my brother was Geppetto, and my sister was Tinkerbell. Like, yeah. Or not Tinkerbell, well, no, I mean, uh, the Blue Fairy. When we were like, younger, Pan, we did that. When Captain we were younger, Hook. my sisters and I did that. I mean, everyone's first Halloween, we wore the same um, pumpkin, jack-o'-lantern outfit. Oh, that's cute. So, what, yeah, your first Halloween, you always wore, like, an infant jack-o'-lantern uh, costume. We were all of us were either Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Andy. Okay. At one point, 
And I f- oh, and my sisters were both rainbow bright. Okay. At one point. And I th- I um I think I'm I might I might be forgetting a couple other ones. But yeah, when we were younger, there were some staples that the well, McFarland children had to go through. Well, I actually, this is like a part of my claim to fame. So like I'm from Concord. And then we got to get back to Shaws. We got it back to <laughs> Claim to fame. I'm from Concord, California, the same city that Tom Hanks is from. And Bo Burnham, right? No, Bo Burnham is from <gasps> Massachusetts. I'm so sorry, but he did a show. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know why I thought that. He did a show there. and So Tom Hanks and I are from Thank the you. same hometown. Great. And uh, Toto Sandals Plaza has like a costume contest every year. So my... First year, my grandmother made me this costume, a lion, and she made it out of ribbon. And also the mane was all ribbon and she sewed it herself. It was her own design, whatever. Amazing. I won for best costume for the city. Oh, wow. And it was a huge thing. Wow. The next year there were, and I kid you not, like sewing, like basically, what are they called? Like copycats copycats of the same costume <laughs> that i had so you were an influencer before they were influencers. yes so i was the original influencer for halloween oh my god for this lion co- this baby lion costume okay so i just gotta say <laughs> i started halloween and i will end halloween okay we gotta get back to shaw's because let's just get straight to the halloween party i thought everyone looked great nima what a drag queen <sighs> i know he Reza, so terrible i know i know i'm i'm being facetious MJ and Reza, I thought looked great. <laughs> Reza's crocheted outfit. Okay, that looks so much like my shirt that I have, and I was like, yeah, I could do a yeah, whole, yeah. I could do a whole suit of that sometime. But the main, I loved Gigi with the E on her neck to like shout me out. Absolutely, and I'm sure that was for you specifically, Elijah. It the was main Elijah. event though was you know Destiny and Mike really going at it, and Mike's behavior this episode was so horrible. And it reaffirmed for me that Mike is the guilty party here. I don't think Reza did what Mike said he did. I don't think Gigi did anything that Mike claimed she did. I think Mike has a lot of problems and is not facing them and is just digging this big, gigantic hole. And I just feel terrible for Paulina. And I I love that Destiny is the only one who's going to fucking... Sticking up forever. And only I, one. And we we thought that at one point Mike punched Destiny, but we did a full slow-mo, slow-mo a la Monique and Candace, where we were like, we need to do frame by frame and see what happens. And it looked very, it's obvious that Destiny, I mean. Someone behind Destiny had his Destiny, costume. Destiny, the second that Destiny says to you, get out of my house. You leave. You leave. Point blank, period. And he refused to leave. Go stand outside and wait for Paulina. Just do it. Yeah. You clearly are not welcome. And you're not invited. We don't care how many joints you and the rest of the table have been No, smoking. and you are clearly so self-conscious and insecure that you can't enjoy a, a silly game because a lot of what is bringing brought up in this game around the table is triggering for you because you are a cheap, self-centered, selfish, like shady asshole. Destiny says, get out of your house. You get out of the house. Point blank period. You get out. And she asked you multiple, multiple, multiple times. And she's allowed to get you going. And if she needs to kind of just escort you out, she does. But you don't, you just don't engage physically with her. No. Ever. Never. Never. Mike just. Mike doesn't get it. I, I've got a lot of problems with Mike. I do not like him one bit. I am interested to see how the rest of the season goes, but I'm glad that 
He left the party. I'm glad that they calmed Destiny down. Gotta say, I loved how her nails matches her hair. She looks I loved the hot Beetlejuice outfit. She I might bright. steal that for this year. She looked very good. For Halloween. I could do a little, like, uh, like a little booty short with, like, a little, like, um, <laughs> okay. little jacket with the... I, I would do more of a pixie cut hair wig. What? Are, oh, for Beetlejuice. I'm aware. I... No? Uh, no. What should I, uh, I be for Halloween? I, I mean, if you're going to do Beetlejuice, just do a, I would do a hybrid between classic Beetlejuice and what Destiny did. I would do a hybrid. I wouldn't... I would err more on the side of actually being Beetlejuice. Okay. Well, I'm probably not going to be Beetlejuice. Okay. Well, then why bring this up? <laughs> well, I was just imagining it and you just shot it down, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Oh, no. Come on. I think that you lost me on the pixie cut. That's where you lost me. Well, what other wig would I have? I don't know. Like maybe the Michael Keaton wig, but just in the color of Destiny. It's so gross though. Okay. Well, so then you want to be a sexy beetle. Yes. Okay. Why would I want to be ugly on Halloween? Uh, The only time I was ugly on Halloween when I was was Voldemort. (laughs) And I had a bald cap on and I had clay on my face and I got rid of my nose. It was amazing. (laughs) It was incredible. Uh, all right. Well, Shaw's still delivering. Loved it very much. We love it. We don't like Mike, and I'm excited to see. And we're keeping one Honda red. That killed me. Okay. Let's get to Married to Medicine because this was actually one of the better episodes, and I'm very excited for the reunion A fantastic now. finale. Yeah, the preview for the reunion looked amazing. Three parts. Three it's deserved because the Scott and Contessa thing, which we're going to get into, is insane. But first, I need to talk about Anila being a total biatch. So the episode starts <sighs> off with Anila. Well, it's I think it's Heavenly and Quad at the bar. And Anila comes up and she's like, hey, ladies, drinks are on me. Let's get the most expensive thing. Charges to room 103. We come to find out that is Lisa Nicole's room. Not Anila's room. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Lisa Nicole. Yes, she's a she's a shady bitch. But Anila, you can't just assume with no proof that she the, didn't. She's the, not going to pay that you. That a bunch of cash that is was went missing is gone. Number one. Number two. You also can't get mad at Lisa Nicole for not paying you for something you have not invoiced to her. Yes, and and she said there was an invoice, but then she later in the episode says, "Oh, it was a verbal agreement. There was no invoice." No, Anila. I'm sorry. I really don't like her. I don't think she needs to stay on the show. She's very annoying. She didn't need to buy the three bottles of Vuv Clicket. I'm like, Vuv Clicket. Oh, my God. Killed me when Bob was like, Vuv Clicket. But I love how they asked Heavenly again, and she was like, Vuv Clicko, which is correct, but it took I, her a I call, I'm going to call it Vuv Clicket from now on, and you know I will. But I don't think we need Anila. Not saying we need Lisa Nicole either. That she can go too, but... I, Anila, I, she's a messy bitch, and I think we can we can do without. I her. think she's gonna stay because I think she's really made no! some ties in the group. No, no. Someone who has actually changed for me that I kind of want to stay is Carrie. I kind of think she's funny now, and I she's starting to like be a little bit more of the drama. She's starting to get into it, and as much as I did not like her before, I'm into she, it more now. I agree. She's growing on me. For sure. I, lo- I mean, God, heavenly. Heavenly. Heavenly being like, are you wearing a Confederate flag on your bra strap? And she's like, <laughs> this is Union Jack. This Come is the on, British. heavenly. British I love flag. That I, and I love the carrier. It's like, you've been living in Atlanta too long. 
<laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh my goodness. Of course, Heavenly is like, that is that the Confederate flag? Um, it's literally Union Jack. But let's, I guess let's just cut straight to. Well, no, I want to also say really quick. When they were on that boat, it killed me when Heavenly, when when Carrie was like, the laughing goal. Hey, hey Heavenly, laugh really quick. <laughs> and oh, they yeah, show the, the flashback. And Heavenly literally laughs the same yeah, the as the seagull. Yeah, the seagull comparison was amazing. Okay. So we should just cut straight to Scott and Contessa. So basically. Oh, this was so, only, so fucked up. Only was it uh, Curtis knew that. Well, no, Curtis really didn't know. Oh, it wasn't Curtis. Who Cecil knew? knew. Cecil knew. Curtis Sorry. was sort of half in, half out. Cecil was fully in. Cecil was fully in. Sorry. Simone filled Cecil in. Simone f- filled Cecil in. Basically, they were like tricking Scott to come down for like a weekend of fun. While all the ladies knew that this was going to be some kind of marriage intervention, a la the reunions for Simone and Cecil. Jackie. Oh, well, I was just going to say the ladies, but. Oh, yeah. You sure. know what I'm saying. And as we've seen before on, it was just going to be a marriage intervention as we have seen before on Married to Medicine in the past. Sure. This on the usually reunions. happens on a reunion. Uh-huh. It doesn't happen during the show. Uh-huh. So they get Scott there. Scott's like, you know what? I'm here to have a good weekend. I'm here to have fun. And Contessa's <laughs> just like, oh, that's all uh-huh. you know. Yeah, that's yeah, all you know. Totally, Whatever. Absolutely. They get to this dinner. All of the ladies have something to say. The, as would I. Uh, yeah. Scott clearly feels uncomfortable from the get go. And it's like, well, you know, this is just a bump in the road. This is not about anything. Are they our marriage counselor? No, this is between me and you. This is not anything. It's a bump in the road that we're going through. I can't believe you're doing this. Just flips out and leaves the dinner. And speaks for both of them. Speaks yeah. for her, puts words on her mouth. And, and Contessa. She's just, I feel so bad for her. It just, uh, it's written all over her face that she is trapped and she is emotionally mentally tapped out there's nothing she can do <laughs> i did love though when toya, <laughs> toya was like well my husband texted me and told me that he loves me and that i look great so uh we're good over here we're good over here and it's that like toya calm down. toya calm down i mean i again i love toya but paging kevin johnson yes let's talk about kevin johnson paging I- kevin johnson so Scott tries to say that his life coach is not a woman that he's been talking to. Even though he said that literally two a week episode, ago. Like an episode ago. And he's like, no, my, my life coach is named Kevin Johnson. I've been talking to him. Absolutely not. And everyone's what like, the fuck? this seems so shady. This seems so shady. And then the next morning, Carrie goes to Toya. Toya's room and is like, I'm in the room next door. And we have experiences of being in a hotel with people next door who are way too loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell the story? Sure. I mean, Eddie and I went on a trip to San Francisco a co- like a couple of weeks ago. And we're just trying to go to bed at 12 o'clock at night. We had been, you know, partying with friends and we're tired and we're both falling asleep. And then all of a sudden, like in this, in the room next door, we just hear the loudest, most aggressive sex sounds I've ever heard. No, it was out of control. But not only did it happen that night, but then the next woke morning, up the next morning and it happened again. No, they literally woke us up at seven 30 and I am in my bed and I turned to Matthew and I, he's awake in his and I'm like, uh, and he was like, do you hear that? And I was like the TV. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no next door, bro. Next door. 
It was wild. But I, so we know that you can hear people walls, next door. Walls are thin. Walls He's are thin. Point. Carrie hears Contessa and Scott having a fight about naked photos on Scott's phone. Which is just devastating. He doesn't know where they're coming from. All these women are sending the, photos. The, oh, this is such fucking bullshit. Like, I understand where Contessa is, where she's at a point where she doesn't know what to believe. When you're in that deep and you're being gaslit that much, your brain is truly just a fog. Yeah. But, God damn, he is just so toxic and he knows it too because he leaves the room and he wants to get away from the conversation because he doesn't want to get caught up in something that's gonna you know make him look bad at the end of the day and like you know i love cecil i i've never been the biggest fan of curtis but these men are fucking idiots i understand they didn't know the whole story but they they know themselves and know what they have done in the past no 100 what roads they have almost gone down or if you're curtis rolls you fully have gone down you know where all this is coming from. You know the world that this is in. Yeah. So stop pretending like Scott is this, oh, poor guy. He's innocent. Well, yada, yada, no, yada. absolutely not. No. And I love Quad for being the one holding everyone's feet to the fire on this. No, I appreciate it too. We're going to see more in the reunion, obviously. It looks like there's it maybe looks, a divorce. I mean, they all look amazing, by the way. Yeah. The looks are fucking beautiful. I got to say, the $600 fight at the end with Lisa Nicole could have been just science field delivered again done. don't love her but anila don't be a messy bitch i didn't like any what anila did i didn't like the way lisa nicole handled it loved carrie for just paying the bill and being like everyone pay me get back. these two out of i would have done the same the franchise thing. i would have been like i'm just gonna pay it you guys can deal with me yes but the fact that yeah i felt i felt bad that carrie and heavenly of all people were the ones covering it yeah it was annoying uh, insane well, I'm very excited for this three-part reunion. I think it's going to actually be Three amazing. Parts. Like, I know what? we were all we were always like mm, the season wasn't so great. It was it picked up toward the end. Really picked up. But what we can always count on is that a Married to Medicine reunion will deliver. Yes. Even if the season is not incredible, the reunion is always amazing. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be the case in in this three-part reunion that we're going to get over the next 3 weeks. So yeah. I'm very very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, should we move to Family Karma? Yeah, this one was a good, great episode as well. It was kind of light. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's like three different things, I think, to like cover. One, Amrit and Nicholas coming clean with Amrit's grandmother is is imminent. It's approaching. Yeah. It's so great to see Amrit's parents so open supportive. and supportive. Yes, it's and very nice to see that. It's really, really sweet. So that was great. And then... I would I would say the other two things were would be the Dylan and Vishal makeup, and the weird conversation between Monica and Anisha. Anisha. Okay, well, first of all, let's talk about Dylan and Marie, their little conversation. Yeah, you know what? I'm so glad that the two of them spoke at lunch, at that <laughs> a restaurant where all of the menu items were you know very too sexual. Suge- yeah. I did not I would not go, like to go to a restaurant like that. Oh, I would. What what the hell? What what's that? That's fun. But <laughs> I think that Omri and Dylan being able to talk gay Indian man to gay Indian man. I think that that was a really great conversation. It kind of encapsulated a lot of what you and I have been debating and talking about. No, 100%. Over the past couple weeks. Yeah. And I think it had a made us have a conversation as well. Absolutely. And I'm I think that we could see both sides of everyone's story and 
I think it's what pushed us to this reconciliation that we see at the end of the episode between Vishal 100%, and Dylan. 100%. So I thought that was great. I have to say, I kind of get more where for Dylan's coming from, and I want to say that right now, and that I am warming up to Dylan. You don't have to if you don't want to. I am. <laughs> I kind of understand the South Carolina story. The North Carolina story, who hasn't been kicked out of a bar because they were gay. I mean, I've dealt with that in Mexico. I've dealt with that in the U.S. Yeah. I've been denied places because they assumed my sexuality and or they saw me a previous night at the bar and saw the way I was acting. And it. It sucks. Like, it's not fun. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest. But I at think the same time. I think it's just different for us because we don't, we don't live in a culture where. No, we do live in the culture. That culture is America. No, I understand. But imagine being in America and then inside the Indian Well, I was in, I've been in the Catholic church my entire life. And that's right. another very oppressive community. Right. But. I think I would say that the Indian culture takes it to a, a okay, a, a, and I understand you know, that. I understand that, but at because the same within time, the Catholic religion, there are a lot of progressive pockets. people, yeah, and understandable. Yes, but at the same time, I've dealt with that too. Mind you, I've never been beat up, and I don't think Dylan said he was beat up. I think he just got into a confrontation. No, I think he got into a confrontation being kicked out of a bar when he was gay, but then I think he got into a physical altercation. In a just in a bar in general. Okay. I think having any physical altercation in general is just it puts an imprint on you. Well, I was I have a black belt in Taekwondo, so physical altercations do not scare me. Right. So I think that's why you are starting to come I'm, around. I'm gonna understand. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. Also, Amrit does not know how to throw a party. I'm sorry. No. For a gay guy who's like <laughs> no, I, ice, Trader Joe's appetizers drinks that are warm you've been you've been to a party hosted by me you went to my house i threw a halloween party right when we first became friends yeah no and it was and that was one of i think the first times i ever met you yeah truly. first times we hung out yeah outside of you know just being at the house yeah and how great was the party i had a great time i had food i had drink i had ice <laughs> amri had one of the three yeah it was it was tough. It was wild. Also, his makeup looked terrible. I'm sorry that he... I cannot believe he paid someone for that makeup. I showed you photos of... I did my Nicholas's, own makeup. Nicholas's makeup looked better. Nicholas's makeup looked amazing. I showed you photos of when I went to Hard Day of the Dead with my friend and I was a half skeleton and I did that makeup myself. My makeup was a thousand times better. I mean, and maybe Omri's makeup would have been better had he did it himself, but he hired some elderly... Indian man to do it well so. you know what that's his own fault then Monica and Anisha situation I'm over it I am too I'm glad though that they had this type of conversation because at least it seems like things are now put to bed oh 100% but if I have to hear anything more about it I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna I roll my eyes no it's same I'm I mean I'm over it yeah I'm you done. crazy twat waffle Jesus Christ I've been called a twat before it's fine right. I twat waffle though mm, it could it could have been Twat ego. Twat ego. Lego my ego. I'm glad that Vishal apologized to Dylan. I'm glad that that's water under yeah, the rug. Yeah, let's put that to bed. Water under the bridge. Let's do that. But yeah, other than that, it was a great episode of Family Karma. I loved it. And I'm excited to see more. No Roni, but. No Roni. We had the crown jewel. That was R-H-O-B-H. Beverly Hills. It was so good. 
Starting off with Kyle's impressions of Kathy and her shorthand. Okay. That killed me. <laughs> Kyle knows Kyle people is so, so well. She's good so at good at She's an actress. She always will be. And she always <laughs> has Lest we forget. She's an actress. But I want to talk about Erica Jane. Yes. This episode was astutely named The Liberation of Erica Jane. And... You know, between this episode and last week's Hulu documentary. The Housewife and the Hustler. Yes. I'm not saying that Erica's perfect and I'm not saying that she didn't make mistakes. And I think that, you know, I- I'm I'm still open to the idea that we might find out things later down the line that may make her more, co- more culpable in what Tom Girardi was doing. But between this week and last week's documentary, it just seems so clear to me that Tom was a master manipulator. Yeah. Tom was a running the game, running the game, very persuasive. It was his way or the highway. And I think that before the pandemic, I would say end of, 2019 beginning of 2018 or sorry end of 2019 beginning of 2020 I think is when the holes in their marriage started to just continue to grow and you're bringing this up in regards to Chicago he didn't come to see see Chicago and their relationships their relationships seem very strained and go into COVID his legal issues start to really mount and I can imagine him being very tight vested and very tight lipped and not, you know, giving her a lot of information. Yeah. And then the deposition that occurs at the end of September. Yeah. I could see that being the moment for her being like, you know what? There's clearly stuff going on legally with him that he's not telling me about that. I don't know about that is very dangerous. And it's been a couple, the last couple of years have been really tough and he has just been a cold, unfeeling, distant husband cold-hearted snake look into my eyes like truly and i think that she started to make plants and then i think she came home from uh lake tahoe and i think that she you know got the full idea of oh no this is what's going on with tom this is what he's been doing this is what's coming down the pike and i think she was like you know what it's time for me to save myself yeah I agree. And I think this was something that I had brought up last episode where I was like, she did not do the divorce in one day. And you were like, no, it doesn't take that long to file. But I knew that she had been planning and plotting for a second. Yeah. And I think it really lines up to what you were saying, where he had this deposition in September. And then immediately after, when she figured out what was going on, she's like, I need to make a plan to get out of this because if he's going down, I'm going down with him. Yeah, because I could totally see her being like, you know what? The last couple of years have been rough. Emotionally, mentally, we're not connected and things have been really, you know, strained. And and I think it started but, when he was, he it, like you said, pre-pandemic because he wasn't coming to Chicago. I think he was starting to get the no, repercussions I agree, of this but, law case. But then I think that it started out with, you know, actual marriage issues. But then I think over the pandemic when there aren't the bells and whistles of regular life yeah. keeping a smoke screen of what's really going on. I think that she was able to see like, Oh, he's doing things that I don't know about that are really fucking criminal. I think the pandemic was able to kind of flesh all of these things out. Yeah. And she was able to make a decision because she puts on a really brave face, but there's also this element of just, just she's 
done. Yeah. And there was that one interview during the episode where she just cried because she just. Well, he seems like he's an asshole behind the scenes. And a little I'm bit. glad they flash back to that dinner that they had with, with Lisa Renna or Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump. No, Renna and Vanderpump and Kyle and the husbands. And he was not nice. No, to and I forgot that he really does run the show. Yeah. It, it was very telling. And I mean, I am more on Erica's side than I was in the past after seeing this episode. I mean, I think, like I said, the housewife and the hustlers very shows like one side of the whole situation. Yeah. So I was waiting to see more. And I think this episode showed me a little bit more. I also got to say, I don't think Mikey Minden is with Eric anymore because uh, shout out to our girls. Monzi and Missy, we hope you're listening. Not say for your boyfriend. Not say that. for your boyfriend. <laughs> um, they sent us a photo of Erica pumping gas in no glam with her assistant. And she looks beat. But that And that really bummed me out. I think Deadline did an article about that. I think she, she responded to people commenting about that oh no she went off on twitter and she was like everyone seems to know what they're talking about everyone has you know twitter fingers are trigger trigger fingers like that's not what she said but you know that's the same right <laughs> i just i don't know I, again I'm, I'm i'm still open to i know more information coming out that kind of changes my perspective on erica her new house seems very nice even I though think it's, it's great still gorgeous it's i still think gorgeous i like what Ma- enough room for her mikey's saying about a room a closet a closet i think that's perfect for three bedrooms i for agree her. and just to up to everyone you know we talked about last week how erica and her lawyers were were separating well they're back together as soon as we hit record on the last episode they got back together i think that they were able to find a way to continue working together which makes me feel better We'll, we'll hear more as it comes, yeah, and but we'll, we don't know right we'll now. We'll fill you in as best we know how to, but it's, it's, I'm it's still moving. holding out hope for Erica. I really am Team Erica still. I just want to say I think we should cast Garcelle as the fairy godmother in a Cinderella movie because this she looks powder blue look. Um, she looks amazable. What does that mean? Is that what you just said? I just said she looks amazable. What's wrong with you today? What's your, what, what's your tongue doing? I. <laughs> it's, um, it's amazable. It's really. amazable. The powder blue hair into the powder blue yes. blouse. It's just mwah, chef's Amazables, kiss. amazing and incredible together. It's like gruel. <laughs> Amazable. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, it's a fabulous look from Garcelle. I love her. I think she, I don't know. I, I'm hoping she kind of just lets her allegiance to Sutton go at some point. Yeah. But. I mean, I was happy to see the dating coach. I'm glad for this Patty erasure. <laughs> <laughs> between New York and well, I was t- I was telling you when I, we were watching this I was like Patty used to do this kind of same thing with me and she was giving me all the wrong advice yeah like she was telling me to like stay with someone who was really problematic yeah and it it was just kind of a little bit triggering for me but I'm glad that Garcelle has a lady a good matchmaker on her me hands. too and she deserves it I'm glad to see that Kyle and Dorit squash their stupid feud. Their we stupid love fight. we love beef squash. And I even I made the point of saying that you know neither one of them could have ever had this conversation with LVP because LVP would never admit no. any culpability no. in a fight. And then finally, I just want to say one more thing about the sudden and Crystal thing. Okay, because it, obviously this feud is going to continue the entire season. But someone comes into my room. Yes, knocks. 
doesn't hear a reply, but still comes in, sees me naked, and then says something snarky like, oh, I oh, don't know what's yeah. going on in here. I would And then I say, oh, I'm just getting in my pajamas. And she goes, uh-huh, and walks away. Do you remember that video? Unforgivable. No. It was, um, what is it's this? an old YouTube video <laughs> that people who know, if you know, you know. Yeah, I definitely do not. So thank God. Unforgivable. Oh my God. No. If you know, you know, you'll get it. Yeah. Okay. You'll have, you'll have to show me after this. I will. Okay, great. I just think that I understand where Crystal is coming from. I get that she was put off by that interaction after everything that had happened that weekend was sudden. And I also also understand if people are coming to me asking me what's going on, I'm not going to go, oh, no, forget it. Like, I just don't want to talk about it because the women are going to go and talk about it. Yeah, anyways. And innuendos on their own. Yeah. So if I just squash it and say, you know what, we had a weird interaction, but we're fine, we're good, it's no big deal. Well, no, that's that's the truth. And I think I, I... I hate saying being like, well, if she didn't want to talk about it, then she wouldn't have talked about it. But no, everyone else was bringing it up and asking her what went down, what happened. And I've been in this situation before. Like I used to work at a company where it was very Vanderpump rules, but we were all a call center and a celebrity boss, the whole situation, the nine yards and like things happened. And I remember telling one person, I, something happened in a situation and I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone but you. And I don't want anyone to know. But I had made kind of a scene at an, at our at our Christmas party, at our holiday party. And people came up and started asking me questions. And I was like, I, I'm not trying to say anything, but like, this is the situation that happened. Yeah. So it got around. And then the person came up to me and was like, why did you talk about it when we said we weren't going to talk about it? And I was like, well, like people were asking me, I couldn't be so nonchalant about it. Yeah. And I get so that. So it's like, it's like you have to. You can't lie. I would rather I would rather tell the truth. It makes and it be, bigger if you lie. Exactly. And if you don't, if exactly. You, if you pretend like nothing's happened, it makes it bigger. No, 100%. That's what I'm trying to say is like, I would rather be telling the truth and just like getting all my dirty laundry out there than mm-hmm. someone like ask me a question and me lying about it and then making it look like I was trying to protect someone or be and weird. And even Crystal, or be, when they brought it back to the group, even Crystal said like, Yes, it was a weird, awkward moment, but like it's over and it's yeah. done, and I don't want anyone talking about it. And Sutton just couldn't let it go, being She's, like, "Well, it was a leap for you to say that you were felt violated." And it's like, "No, no, no, it's not that I felt violated. It was just a violation because yes. we had had a really tough weekend. You and I were not getting along, and then you come in, and whether you were aware of it or not, you made an insinuation that something like untoward was going on in my bedroom in my privacy. You know, yeah. it's like it, it just it's icky." Well, regardless, I wanted to go to this Crystal's dumpling party because the food looked so good. I love Crystal. I just, I, God, I wanted okay, to be there. Okay, those little, like, plates that were custom made. Uh, gorgeous. For everyone, gorgeous. I want one. I want one as well. I was like, I'm so into this. I, I literally turned to you and I was like, when can we make dumplings? I Immediately. They looked delicious. Everyone was having so much fun. It was just a great, it was a great night. And her home is beautiful. I'm obsessed with this girl. I We love Crystal. We love Crystal. I also loved Erica being like, I got the THC oil. I rubbed it all <gasps> over my... All over my clit and my vagina. <laughs> and I'm only saying that because it's a direct quote from the episode. Sorry, guys. But it is nicer to see Erica lighter. I think yes. that this is something that has been weighing heavily on her for the past two to three years. And that's why we've seen her so dark and right. cold and, and I iced think, out. I think this is her way of coping is just kind of just letting things flow out of yeah. her. 
And so I think we're going to see lots of highs and lows. We're in a high right now. I think we'll see some low moments of her just kind of having a totally. Crash. I think she's been asking for hot toddies because I think she's been crying a lot. And I think that just, it's yeah, pretty- I was like, what well, I actually, I've never had a hot toddy before. They're delicious. They're it's, um, it's brown liquor, typically whiskey, honey, and a hot, hot, hot black tea. I feel like that's right up my alley. Yeah. Delicious. I, I think that she's been having a lot of them because she's, she's been, crying been crying a lot so and it's chest. created a lot of congestion in her chest and in her throat. <sighs> so poor thing. That's, you know, that thing that's her little like Easter egg for all of us. Like I'm trying to be light and funny, but I'm having hot toddies. So, you know, I've been crying in private. I appreciate it. Well, again, another great week of shows. Yeah. I'm excited to see more July 11th Potomac. God bless it. Comes back. We're so ready. We're so ready. I'm going to do the outro today because unless you want to try it. Again. No, 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 no. I completely. No, s- I want you to try the outro because you just you, said you were going to do it. No, I know. I said I was going to do it, but now I want you to do it because I want to see if you can mess well, up. Be all. sure to listen to us wherever you subscribe, whether that's SoundCloud. Stu- oh, my <laughs> SoundCloud. Stitcher. Nope. Now, be sure to uh, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And be sure to listen to us, follow us on... Wow, I'm fucking up left and right. You're going to make me so nervous with that look on Am your Am I eyes. really? Yes. Let me try it one more time. Covering my face. Now, why don't you subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher... Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And I think we'll see you next week, right? That was so great. I'm so glad I covered my eyes. You really killed it. Yeah, thank you so much. Right. We'll see you next time, y'all. Bye, guys.